0: Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. James, James, for six years I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good.
1: If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com.
2: Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880, located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863 294 Five six three zero for skis, watch and clock.
1: This is our time. We play without limits, we create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped, every relationship we've cultivated, belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it. Together. This is our time.
2: One, two, three.
1: Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com.
0: Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful? In pictures? Well if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there is one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime, Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography.
2: Hi, this is John Cerritos. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky, look! Oh, it's, it's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! It's it's crazy. So fasten your seatbelts. Every week for a
0: trip back into time, only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific, on Action VR Network.
2: Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskius. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing and active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskius is waiting for you. Call us today.
3: Oh, All right! 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 Peace. What's good? We in the building, man. Um, yeah, we getting familiar with with Wednesday show. I'm sorry, man, but sometimes you know things happen, and uh, especially with you know the way of the world today, man, you know things will be changing around a little bit. This is after further review 2.0, aka the side round pass. Uh, we like to call it 2.0, 2.0. For the 2020 season, this is your man Left Handed, a.k.a. RM Desk, a.k.a. The Mayor, a.k.a. Lefty Nice, a.k.a. Kit Stash, whatever you want to call me. Just don't call me after 10 o'clock. I'm in the building with my man, the big homie, Bob James, all right? My man holds me down behind the boards, and we about to get nice, man. We got a lot of things to get ready to come down the pipe at you. All you dedicated and um, listeners and all that that been rocking with us for for as long as you've been rocking with us, all right. Um, for me, I feel like you know we in the middle of something that we gotta deal with. What you know what I mean? So it's it's nothing that you could do about it. You know what I mean? Um, the only thing you can really do about it is do with do do the right thing and and, and that stay inside. Um, you know, practice your social social distancing, which is not a problem for me because I've been social distancing forever. So it's not a problem for me. But again, at the end of the day, man, um, I've been having a lot of death around me. That's how I know this coronavirus thing is real. You know what I mean? Um and I sometimes I just have to kind of fall back and do the knowledge to what's going on. And what I mean by do the knowledge is just kind of like observe and analyze stuff that goes on around us. Um, I'm not going to get, I'm not here to get political. I, I don't get political. You know what I mean? But I, I, I talk, you know, I talk sports. But again, at the end of the day, you really ain't got to say too much. Either on one side of the fence or you on the other. You know what I mean? The, the common sense side or the other side. So whatever side you want to play, that's totally up to you. I, you know, I got, I got one thing, I got nothing to do with the other. So at the end of the day, we all stuck under this umbrella called coronavirus together. No matter how you look, how tall you are, how fat you are, how skinny you are, how dark you are, how light you are, how green you are, whatever, it don't matter. Okay? Because it's knocking everybody out the box. And what I mean by knocking them out the box is knocking them out the box, putting them in a box, real talk, or a bag or whatever, whatever you can find because it's serious out here. So again at the end of the day, man, we're here, we're in the building. Action VR Network in the house. Speaker holding us down. This is left handed, aka the mayor. All right. And um we're gonna get loose tonight, man. We're gonna talk some you know, talk you know, talk all junk, talking do what we do on the uh, sports tip and all that. Um nine five four two four six zero three nine eight is the mathematics if you wanna rock out with your man. And um we're in the building, man. So again, it's a lot of stuff to talk about. I wanna get into you know what I wanna get into? Um the, the uh, Chinese, uh, or Japanese baseball. Okay. Japanese baseball started back up. Okay. They were dealing with the Corona and everything. That's, I think, I don't, I'm not sure, but that's where I first heard it originated from. But that matters. damn. that's neither here nor there. They're back to playing baseball. Okay. And the reason why I bring this up is because they're not playing baseball in front of anybody. But they're playing baseball in front of everybody. And I'm about to explain that to you. These people, or those people over there, they thought outside the box. And when I say outside the box, I mean literally outside the box. Bob, let me tell you what the the craziest thing that's happened, besides this coronavirus thing and and how it's thrown people off kilter, but it's come up with ways to be innovative and imaginative, all right? The Chinese, the Japanese baseball league, they made cutouts of people, Bob, uh, to put in the stands. You, feel, you you following me? They got cutouts of oh, people. Oh yeah. Oh. And they filled up the stands with these cutouts of people. Like and you got animals, you got uh, 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 popcorn vendors, all of that, but they're all like cardboard cutouts and they're robots. So um, I thought that was real slick I thought it was like It was, it was, it was kind of innovative um, And then you know They're going to take it to the next level With the crowd noises and all of that So here's the thing um, A walk off home run Happened And the crowd The robots started Moving up, jumping up and down And throwing confetti in the air And all of this I'm like yo they need to have that at Yankee Stadium. They need to have that at Yankee Stadium. But then again, I thought about it, Bob. I said, you know what? They couldn't have that at Yankee Stadium. Because you know why? Because it would have all types of graffiti on it. People would be taking pictures with it. It would be riding on the train. So I, it is just that's not a good idea. But I just thought that that was very innovative. Um, it was funny. It was some, Whoever thought of that, You know, they was probably smoking something something that's good, like, you know what we could do? We could put cardboard cutouts of fans and people and put them in the seats. Not just like 50 or 100 of them, like thousands of them. And then they took it to the next level. They got the dogs. They got the popcorn man, the hot dog man. They got all of that. And I'm really, really like, that bugged me out. But then again, I, I like the Japanese baseball league because they're very innovative. From the all-star, their all-star situation to, you know, they were playing their games and wearing masks, okay? So that's how they're they giving it up right now. But I think that if Major League Baseball wants to, you know, um, make the game more interesting, because, again, over here, they don't get it, and I'm a baseball head. I'll, I'll go to Yankee Stadium and watch a game on a Humble. If they want to make the game more interesting, they should take some ideas for what they do in Japan. Even with the All Star game, they don't have, I think, do they do have a home run derby? I think they do have a home run derby. But you know what else they have? They have what they call a bunt derby. So dope. So dope. I love that. It's a bunt derby that they have. So what happens is they have like targets on the field. Okay? Kind of like when you're throwing darts, Bob. Playing darts, they have targets on the field, right? So what happens is, you know, they pitch the ball, whatever, and you have to bunt it to a particular target for a particular amount of points, and that's how that that's how they do that. And I thought that was so dope. It's something different. You know what I mean? Because the home run derby to me is played out. People have figured out the home run derby already. All right, a lot of people don't want to do the home run derby. Why? Because it it, it messes this the timing them it messes up their swing for you know after, you know after the all star game when the season progresses it messes their swing up their timing is all off. You could have thirty five home runs before the all star break, and then hit ten after. You know what I mean? But again, at the end of the day, man, I think Jap- you know, the Japanese man, uh, really um, innovative when it comes to the baseball thing. And I just wanted to put that out there, man. I thought that was real slick with the with the uh, cardboard cutouts. You know what I mean? I thought that was really cool, man. You know what I mean? But that's just me, though. All right. After further review, man, Hump Day, Wednesday, however you want to slice it, man, it's the quarantine edition. I got my man Bob James in the building holding me down. Um, WNBA.
4: Ooh, it looks like a little issue happened um, there. There we go. Now you're back up. <laughs> all
3: right. All right. Um. Damn. Yo. Um, yeah, we in the building, we in the building, we in the building, we are in the building. Um, yeah, the WNBA draft is Friday. Okay. And I was thinking about doing something, but then again, I was like, I don't know because I got, um, no knockoffs radio on Friday night. That's my crew over there. No knockoffs radio, man. And we got a big show coming up on Friday, but I did want to talk a little bit about the WNBA and if you don't know, now you know. This is after further review 2.0, aka the sideline pass. I right, left handed RM Desk, the mayor in the building doing what I do on a hump day for you and yours. Nine five four two four six zero three nine eight is the mathematics if you want to get down. I got my man Bob James holding me down. All right, WNBA, man. Um, a trade was made today. All right. The New York Liberty trying to you know figure it out. That's you know, um, my team. <laughs> but um the Liberty man, they've been, you know, um froundering the last you know, for the last few years now, man. And um they get ready to have the um number one, the number one overall pick in the WNBA draft for the first time in team history, which is a great thing. Um I think that um Sabrina Ionescu from Oregon is gonna be the number one pick in the draft. They would be crazy if they didn't take her. All right. Um especially after they traded Tina Charles, okay? Uh, former MVP in the, w- in the WNBA, Tina Charles, man. Um, they traded her to the Washington Mystics, all right? It was actually a three-team deal, which involved the Dallas Wings, okay? Um, in return, the New York Liberty got Taylor Hill and the number nine in the 15 overall, pick, overall picks in this year's draft from Dallas, as well as Shatori Walker-Kimbrough, all right? Um, the number, the number 12 overall pick in this year's draft, a 2021 second round pick and a 2021 third round pick from the mystics. So they picked the mystics and the wings pockets. All right. The wings got, um, Washington's 2021 first round pick and the Liberty's 2021 second round pick. You know what I mean? So they got something back, but I think that, um, what the Liberty did, man, they, you know, I think they're going to have to make up for it on Friday in the draft. Okay. They they can't lose. They cannot lose. All right. They got the number one pick in the draft in this year's draft on Friday. They got the number nine pick in the draft. They got the number 12 pick in the draft. And they got the number 15 pick in the draft. All right. Um, so I think, you know, it, it might be a tricky one. I think you know they was in a in, in kind of like in a in, in a funny spot. i us talk about the New York Liberty right now. They were in a little funny spot, right? Um, Tina Charles, you know, she made it clear that she didn't want to be in New York anymore and deal with what was going on with the Liberty and the rebuild and not really being having a definitive home and all of that. Um, I think that you know with the trade to Washington, um, she's going to go back with the coach that she had before, Mike Thibault. And, um, again, you know, there's only so much that the Liberty can do, man, you know. Um, But I think in a perfect world, um, they would have traded Tina Charles a couple years ago when she had a little bit more value. But it wasn't possible for a number of reasons. And so now um, they didn't really have any leverage going into this situation and very few options. So they settled for some draft picks instead of some established players. Because nobody was gonna let you know, nobody was gonna trade players that are already established for Tina Charles like after she's reached her peak already. All right. Um and even the people that they got, okay? Um, I think, you know, in my opinion, um Taylor Hill, she was thrown in to this situation, you know, um, you know, for salary reasons and really is not part of the, you know, what they're gonna do moving forward going long term. Um, Walker Kimbrough was going to probably be a backup at the point, all right? But, again, I ran down the number of draft picks that they got in this draft. So I think that was, you know, that was the, you know, the defining factor in this whole situation. What they do if they get Sabrina Ionescu, then, you know, their draft grade definitely goes up. Then they're going to get something else nice going on down the line in the draft, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. This is after Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. All right, I'm on one tonight, yo. WNBA draft. Who's talking about that? All right? Um, I think that, you know, what they're going to do, but the, the, the New York Liberty should take this draft, in my opinion, like the Cincinnati Bengals are going to take the NFL draft next week. They should already have a a card with Joe Burrow's name on it, period. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But I think back to um, the WNBA situation, um, a few backup point guards and some late round first picks is, you know, not really much of a return for a player like Tina Charles, who has been the Liberty's best player for the last six years. But at the end of the day, there's been a lot of you know situations, regardless of what sport it is, where you know players and teams you know figure that they've outgrown each other, so even a player needs to move on, or, or you know, and or the the organization needs to you know finally push the reset button. You know what I mean? So I mean, what they got and what they do with the picks is the most important part. So when we chop it up on Tuesday, man, I'm definitely gonna have my you know my review. After further review 2.0, the WNBA draft. And to get your mouth watery for the NFL draft, me and my man Sonny Cruz in the building. What? Sonny you know, we got a lot to talk about, homie. I don't know what's on your mind about the Tom Brady thing, but we're going to get into that. Real talk. Me, Sonny Cruz, Bob James in the house, Thursday NFL draft. We are going to rock out like we do, all right? Make sure you rock out with us, all right? Um, the Washington Mystics, they got Tina Charles. You know, she's going to go with Elena Delaton and Emma Meeseman. Tina Charles is probably going to be the second or third option with Washington. Even though, you know, she's putting up big numbers with the Liberty, and she's a household name, Tina Charles. But this is not the double-double machine from a few years back that Washington's getting. So, again, at the end of the day, she's still going to be active enough to be a great pickup for them. All right? They're the defending champs. They're definitely in a win-now mode. You know what I mean? And they did give up a few picks over the the next few years. Those are going to be late first rounders anyway because this is a good team and they're going to be playoff bound. They're going to stay in the championship hunt. So they're always going to have late first-round picks. All right? And basically, they got the core of their team already locked up, right? Um, Again, like I mentioned, Tina Charles has plenty of uh, familiarity with Mike Tebow, playing for him um, three years in Connecticut, including the year she won the MVP back in 2012. Right. Um, Again, with Washington and what they do on the perimeter, primarily on the three-point line, should give Tina Charles much more space down low. And, and and she should be free to move around in the post. All right. Again, you know, um, adding somebody with a, a skill set like Tina Charles is a way a real good way for Washington to, you know, even you know, add on to their championship roster without giving up a lot. You know what I mean? So we already know in, 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 in baseball and football and basketball and things of that nature, when these cat you know, these organizations make deals, they wanna get the most bang for their buck. But they don't want to give up a lot. But then, you know, kind of sometimes they get put in a position where they got to do what they got to do. A lot of Dodgers and the Red Sox with the Mookie Betts thing. So, again, at the end of the day, man, Washington did what they had to do. Um, and, And, again, I think that what happens with Washington is that now it's going to be a situation where people are going to expect them to win. You know what I mean? They're going to expect them to win. They got no excuses now. They got a you know a, a, a big three if you want to call it that you know what I'm saying with Atlanta um, Deladon you know um, Emma Mieseman and Tina Charles so again you know if, if you're gonna pick and you and you're smart with it pick the Washington Mystics to repeat um, the Dallas the Dallas Wings I said the Dallas Mavericks wow the Dallas Wings um, they got picks for next year 2021. They got a p- first-round pick uh, from Washington. And they got a second-round pick from New York to go, around, to go along with the two picks that, with the picks that they have, which are probably going to be high picks. Um, again, you know, they, you know, they were able to clear um, some, some money off of their books, okay, in, in the name of Taylor Hill. And, again, they're going to be a team that, you know, this probably trade was probably for the future. And again, man, it's it's not really, you know, the best trade in the world for them, but you know, it's it's solid for them. It's it's something where they can call a foundation. You know what I mean? So that's that's what's going on with that, man. So again, man, we chop it up, man. We talk about it all over here. All right. WNBA, we are definitely in the building. Um, I got my man Bob James in the building with me. Uh next week is the NFL F now I was talking behind the scenes with my man, Bob James for a hot second in regards to what's going on. And you know, this you know situation we're dealing with is life or death literally. Um, and it throws, it's thrown everything off. It's thrown everything into a tizzy. Um, I'm thinking that they're going to do the NFL draft. I guess it's going to be a uh, remote. Okay. And um, again, here's my thing with this. And I want to get this out. And I want to get Bob James' thoughts on this. The mystery of the NFL draft is gone with me. And I'm going to give you a perfect, perfect example. If it's supposed to be a you know, thing where they you know, got everybody in suspense and they don't know where they're going to go with these draft picks and things of that nature, why are they sending cameras to these particular draft picks' house? That's my thing. They're not going to do that this year. They're not going to do that this year. If they do, then that's fine. But I would rather that they probably just call them on the phone or whatever, and talk to them like that. They can do or um FaceTime or Skype them like that. They'll probably
4: be what they do. Exactly, and that's what I wanted. That's what I was about to say. It's going to be done. You're going to see something done, but it's but they're going to be, you're going to see the NFL Network and ESPN take the use of social media here when it comes down to it this year. They really are. Right.
3: Okay. Um, and, and I think that, you know, it, it calls for it. You know what I mean? And again, you know, you want to do the right thing. You want to make sure that everybody's safe. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, there's so much to talk about in regards to this, man. It's like, okay, you drafted me now. When do I go to camp? When do we discuss the contract? You know what I'm saying? That type of stuff. Because we're still not at a, at a point where we got, you know, we're going to go to camp in, in July. We're gonna start the season in whenever we don't know. So this is just a formality, if you ask me. And like we talked about about on the scene, this really a crapshoot. This is I, I'm real. This this uh this um NFL draft. I think it's gonna. It is the most mysterious, and nobody knows what's gonna happen. And I and again, you know. No, I haven't seen anybody do, like, a draft 6.0. I've seen, like, you know, cats do 2.0, 3.0, whatever the case may be. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. So all that football experts, even the Mel Kuypers of the world, those cats, man, I'm not going to be paying no attention to them. They don't know what the hell, especially Mel Kuyper. Like, he just talks just to be talking at this point. But that's neither here nor there. I got my man Bob James in the building, and he, he gets it in when it comes to that NFL draft thing. We got it going on Thursday night. We gonna be in the building. Um, Michael Bob, I know you're interested in your Miami Dolphins, there, man. They were there, at number five, right?
4: Yep, they're still there at number five. What do you What do you thinking right now, man? Uh, about a week away. What are you thinking right now? I'm thinking, you know, that uh, you know we're we're really into the chase now <laughs> of this NFL draft, and even with the coronavirus, you know, we're starting to see things really pick up, like. Like, um, like never before now with this one here with the, everyone's mock drafts coming out here, and I just don't understand why people think the Dolphins would have to trade up to get Tua. I don't think Tua is as much in demand as some others might think. That that day that uh, Tua is, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not disrespecting Tua. I know his abilities, but you know, there, you know, there are some red flags you have to look at with Tua, especially where the injuries go. With the fact that he probably should have stayed after this injury, he should have stayed to see if he could really just still do it and ha- had himself a uh, senior year. You know, would have been. I, couldn't, I, couldn't I I
3: didn't even think about that. Uh, you're right. I didn't think about that. I didn't even think about that. You know what I mean? So, uh, and, and he would have paid. I don't know what what twenty twenty one looks like quarterback wise because this year's heavy. He would have probably had it to himself. you know what I mean? So I I I, I don't know, man. If you know, and, and Tua is kind of like and and tell me if you if you agree. Tua is like the college football version of Kevin Durant. You really don't know what you're gonna you know a all-timer, a great, but an injury kind of like put a lot of question marks on the, into the into the mix. You know what I mean? Championship player, all of that. You know what I mean? Um ready to you know take it to the next level. Um and the injury just kind of like put everybody in a in in, in, a, in a quandary like what do we do? You know what I'm saying? So do you do you feel like this is going to drop to a stock. How how low do you think he's going to drop if he's not going to go to if he's not going to go at number five? With people saying that you know he's you know basically you know kind of back on point, he's still working out, he's getting right and things of that nature. So, are uh, you, you are you just you you drafting damaged goods? You know what I mean? Or are you just you know taking a, taking a flyer because your
4: career is on the line drafting this kid? Real talk. It it really is. I mean you know let's let's face it. You remember how we were like in two thousand sixteen. Or I, I take that back. When we were like in two thousand, we were like in two thousand seventeen, with the drafting, with the, we saw the trade up, tra- trade up, just so the Chiefs, just so the Chiefs could get someone who would have been at twenty seven. But we didn't look at him as a superstar. Of course, we we know who we're talking about there. Of course, I mean, need I say more? And we saw how how I went off on that one.
2: Right, right,
3: right. And, and you talk about Patrick Mahomes.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you know, and I, everyone saw me go nuts over that. You know, I just don't see. I just don't, you know, and, you know, and I, I, you know, like, well, like we said, jobs are going to be on the line here, you know. If they go with Tua, it's going to be something. It's going to be something. You know, there's already rumors going around that Tua will actually go to the uh, Chargers instead, and the Chargers will move up to get him. And then and, and sit him sit him down for a year. I mean, you know, but and Tua only talks about going going to two places, Los Angeles and Miami. He doesn't wow. talk. He doesn't talk. So those are the two places he wants to go. And I'm not trying to yeah. question Tua, but I think Tua, you don't know for sure if he's going to be another Drew Brees. But you know, you're right about the fact that he is another. He 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 is another version of Kevin Durant. You just don't know what you're gonna get. Kevin Durant could one year be coming back into the NBA season the greatest basketball player of modern times, even over LeBron James. And then you know and as Kevin Durant is proving that, once he gets injured, it's all over for him. And if he can't come back come back till late in the late late in the season, you're not gonna call him the greatest of all time. You're gonna be going back to uh cheering for LeBron. I mean,
3: and, you know Kevin be, and Kevin Durant will be 32, and it's going to be pressure on him. So I'm interested to see. I can't wait till Kevin Durant comes back. I can't wait, actually. So again, um, with Tua, man, you know, you know, he's that's the same injury that Bo Jackson had. So again, man, it's it's really, oh
4: man, I feel bad for the dude, man, And the, <laughs> the hip is a bad place to have an injury. I mean, granted. Hey. You and I felt, I'm sure you felt the same way I did when we found out that uh, Peyton Manning was going to be returning, was going to be returning after after a serious neck injury that had him out for a year and a half. And Peyton, we saw uh, what Peyton Manning did.
3: You you already know, Bob. And we got the, we could go back into the archives. I was talking real breezy when Peyton Manning was coming back. You know what I mean? I was like, yo, I kept saying it. I kept, and, and, and you know, Therefore, for the grace of God or whatever, he, you know, he n- took you no know, serious injuries. You know what I'm saying? But the first year, they lost they lost to Baltimore in the playoffs when the Ravens had Ray Rice. They lost. The second year, um, this was, did they go to the Super Bowl in the second year or the third year?
4: I think they went uh, the uh, second It was the, the second, second, year, second, year. second year. It was yeah.
3: second year, lost to Seattle. It was the third year, and beat Carolina.
4: That's what happened. That's
3: yeah, what happened. that's right. what happened. Yeah, I, that. and, 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 You know, because I, I got a, I, I got a memory like Rain Man on this shit. But um, yeah, they they lost it. They lost to um, Baltimore because I, I remember Bob, because I was saying like, yo, why is Peyton Manning coming back? If he takes one shot from somebody, it's gonna be over, and it's gonna be a bad look. I kept saying that. I kept saying it. It never happened. Fortunately, it never happened, which is a great thing. You know what I mean? Then, after the first year, I was like, okay, they lucked out. Remember, Bob, it's coming back to me now. I said, yeah, they lucked out. They made the playoffs. They made a deep run. They lost to Baltimore. All right, cool, Peyton you should hang it up. I said that. Then he came back again. They went to the Super Bowl. I kept saying it. Man, he goes, one shot, it's going to be a wrap. But his offensive line was holding him down. He did what he had to do. They went to the Super Bowl. And they got blitzed by Seattle. And so I was like, okay, he did it. He he tried. He, He gave it his best shot, whatever, whatever. Now he should retire. That's two years with a neck joint, a neck injury. Right? Two years. Boom. So he comes back the third year. I'm like, yo, this dude is bugging. And I was saying it on the show. I was saying it on the show. I was saying it live and direct. Like, yo, what is this dude doing? And like, and, and John Elway just sitting back in the cut, like, looking. You know what I'm saying? John Elway is sitting back in the cut just looking. And at any moment, it only takes one hit, one bad play. And it's a done deal. thing done. But they went to the Super Bowl again. And they beat Carolina. Wait, 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 wait. But uh, Cam Newton, when he was acting like he didn't really want to be there. You no, know, don't get it, don't get at me with that, because I'll break you down real tough. But anyway, man, Peyton Manning, um, his injury, whatever, tour, his injury, notwithstanding, yo, he it's it's really tough for these dudes, man, to decide where he's gonna go. Who's gonna take that leap of faith? Who's gonna take that leap of faith? And, and, and again. You got a situation where, you know, you got to take a quarterback. So many quarterbacks are going to be switching around, man. Um, again, like I said, you know, Cincinnati was the number one pick. Joe Burrow was a lot. They should have his name written down on the card, in pencil, Sharpie, or, you know, whatever, spray paint, whatever. Joe Burrow was going to Cincinnati, period. You well- you got to give up the farm. you got to give up the farm to get, get that number one. And Cincinnati would be stupid to get that number one pickup.
4: Stupid. Since, and Cincinnati is, they're conservative when it comes down to the draft. Wherever, wherever they're placed in the draft, that's what they stick with. You don't see that's them trade up or down. <laughs>
3: that's what they do. So, you know what I mean? They have the a and, and, and do, and Bob, let's, let's talk about it from, a, from from a common sense, ownership, fan perspective how often do you want to be the number one have the number one pick in the draft that's not the objective the objective is to have the 30 30 second pick in the draft that's the that's the objective to be at the back of the draft not in the front so if you take your Joe Burrow you got David Williams coming back to hold you down in the offensive line he was your number one pick from last year so you're getting two number one picks for the price of one Cincinnati would be stupid if they if they if they, they, they um uh, did a did a deal, man, and, and got Joe Burrow out in Cincinnati. Unless you're going to trade trade Dak that Prescott. Let's talk about it. What you going to do? And Cincinnati you don't move. And Cincinnati you don't move bread like that. Pay Joe Burrow his rookie dollars and see what happens. It's a perfect fit, yo. It's perfect. I almost I almost feel like. Wacko at this point in the game where how I felt about Winston and, and Tampa Bay because I was adamant about it you couldn't tell me nothing You could, I, and we go back and listen to the shows I was like yo no nah. get out of here knock it off you know what I'm saying I was like no you
5: know
3: what I'm saying but I, and I feel the same way about Joe Burrow man it's <laughs> a good deal they would be they would be idiots if they didn't do that and I'm no way and I know a couple of Cincinnati Bengals fans and they have their heart set on Joe Burrow. Uh, Bob, they got their heart set on this kid. You know what I mean? So I think that you know, unless you knock their socks off with a with a, with a outstanding offer, um, again, Joe Burrow is going to, to Cincinnati. And um, what's, your, what's 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 your thoughts on Justin Herbert?
4: Herbert, I don't think is a, um, I don't think Herbert's a uh, top, top of the line, uh, uh, you know, is is as much of a top of the line as others would like to think. I think, you know, and I could be wrong. I mean, let's, let's face it, you know, and I'll say it right here, right now, you know, the, you know, the, Mm -hmm. you know, the, you know, the, uh, scouters in the NFL are going to know better than we are, than we're Mm going to know, you know, than any sports reporter is going to know. So, I mean, you know, and, and that much we got to give to them. But Burrow to me, you know, the fact that he's ranked as high as he is is this something else. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, my my guess for Burrow is that uh, you know he will uh, he he'll, he'll he's gonna he's gonna make it. Mm-hmm. He, he's gonna make it somewhere. You know, I mean, you know, and, you know he's gonna you know and he will be uh, picked up. But you know my my impression of it is Burrow should probably Bur- Burrow should probably be someone that if he has a chance to make it, he stands a great chance in making it. I mean, and I literally mean a great chance. Then the ones who really ought to be looking at him should not, really should not be the uh, Chargers. I think the Chargers should make whatever move to get to a. Uh, but Burrow, who should be someone that the Jacksonville Jaguars should really look at. Hmm. I mean, I know that's hard for some people to to uh believe that I'm saying there, you know, the Jaguars of all teams, but you know, at, at the same time, I just think that you gotta use what's right. you got we we gotta use what's right. Yeah, uh, I mean yeah. you know it's
3: who, who who did who did Jacksonville pick up? Because they got Gardner Minshew and who else? Because I know they got rid of Nick Foles. Who do they have a quarter? Who's the quarterback
4: at uh Jacksonville? I um th- after uh Gardner Minshew. Ooh, that, that's a good question. Um trying to remember who it is. Yeah, you know, Minshew's not going to be a long term answer. Yeah, Minshew surprised us and whatnot, but he's not going to be a long term answer. He's I'm surprised at the fact that Nick Foles was garbage. Yeah, I mean, yeah. To one ex- I am too, man. You know, but you know, I mean, Nick Foles got injured week one. You know, it hasn't been the same. Yeah, you know, I mean, right. you know, I mean, I'm not, you know, and I'm not making, I'm, I'm not making excuses for Nick Foles either. At the same time, but mm-hmm. you don't go from going to a team that you were originally with and having a great year, mm-hmm. and, and having a great year to Having a you know, you know starting to have lousy years again you know I mean mm-hmm. yes I you know and we got to remember when Mick when Nick, Nick Foles first came in he was the injury prone one you know he he was they talked about him being injury prone right they talked about him mm-hmm. where that goes I mean you know I mean you know it's just you know for Pete's sakes Nick Foles is is you know is is not. You know, you know, it's not is not some pushover at the same time either. He proved that time and time again. you know. You know so I think I think we need to be be careful here because you know, Nick Foles, who was originally going to retire from football, you know, <laughs> you know, you was know, winding up. You know, was winding up making making a, an extra few million dollars over the All next right. few, over the next few years. So I mean, you know, yeah. so we, we got to look at that. But you know, the, to get back on points, mm-hmm. if I'm, you know, if I'm the ja- if I'm the Jaguars, there's no such thing as tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is, you know, granted two is oh, a man. junior. Trevor Lawrence is going to be a junior. Trevor Lawrence is also very smart. He may decide to have a senior he year. Right, right, that's
2: right.
4: So that
3: now, now you're in, now you're in the matrix. If you got your heart, if you're thinking about Trevor Lawrence. You, you got some, you, you tripping. Cause again, at the end of the day, Nick Foles didn't work. Gardner should play decent for you better than decent. If you ask me. And then their, their other quarterback they have is Joshua Dobbs. So they need something. So I don't know if, you know, if, if it's a situation where they snap, you know, they grab up some, you know, something that's left out there. James Winston, or I, I don't know. They snatch up somebody. You know what I mean? Because Gardner Minshew, uh, is, is, to me, is not going to cut it. And they got the third pick in the draft. So I don't know, man. I don't know. The Lions, the Giants. I still like the Giants, man, doing their numbers with um, Isaiah Simmons.
5: I agree uh, with I said, you on that
3: I, one. I said, I said that early. I like the Giants and Isaiah Simmons because I feel like Isaiah Simmons could be, um, you know, he's he's a, he, he's a um, hybrid. Look, man, he, you know, he could play linebacker. He could cover in the you know in the secondary. So for me, um, and I and I said that from the door. I said Isaiah Simmons, man. And again, um, I don't understand why if he's available, that Ghetto wouldn't just jump on him. I don't understand why. That should be a no-brainer. It should be to me, it should be a no brainer. Word. You know what I mean? So again, you know, but what a I know? You know what I'm saying? Um what 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 do you think in regards to um to a in my in, in Miami, is he gonna uh sit behind um a veteran or is he gonna jump right in the mix right away?
4: The smart move would be for him to sit behind a veteran. Get, you know, and just get get into a training regiment that's gonna have you set up for that's gonna have you set up for basically the uh the start of the uh the the start of the draft. You know, have you you know not dying the start of of the season and you're gonna be at your best physical shape for this mm-hmm. thing. You know, and that's where it's gotta be for Tua. I mean, you know, the Dolphins you know, people are saying, I, I keep saying I think the Dolphins should wait till next year to get a quarterback. Cause with or without Trevor Lawrence, I think the quarterback, I think the quarterback class is going to be much better next year, in next year's draft than it is what? in this year's. I really do.
2: Yeah.
4: I truthfully got to say, I think it's going to be much better. I think the, I think okay. the Dolphins. And just so people and, and and you know and just like like I saw the whole tanking for is going on, we're hearing about the same thing with the Jaguars. We're tanking for Trevor Lawrence, whatnot. Now you know and and I just you know and after what I saw with the Dolphins and whatnot, I could safely say say you know that fo- football players do not tank. I agree. Football players do not tank. You know, football players, especially if you're getting players out there, you know, that are not as well known, you know, not, not the players that others are, they play with the most heart going into a game. More so than a lot of people will ever understand. And that's where I think people need to really think about it with this whole, with this whole manner here. That's where I think people need, need to really just sit back, relax, and see what's, you know, and look at what's going on around you. And that's that. That's all I'm going to say there with that one. I mean, I know we we're only going to be on for an hour here and uh, whatnot, but you know, I mean, let's look at it for what it is. Look, you know, I'm I'm looking at Bucky Brooks here. I mean, I'm actually I'm not looking at Bucky Brooks. here. I'm looking at Peter uh, uh, Schrager's uh, mock draft 2.0 here. You know, I I like I, I normally respect Bucky Brooks with that way he'll do his draft, but let's let's just look at it. Everything is foregone conclusions that for Burrow and Chase Young. You know, now, and more and more people are going with the Giants here with Tristan Wirfs. More um, not Tristan Wirfs. I mean no, some are saying Tristan Wirfs to the Giants. Others are saying but it's becoming more and more apparent that the Giants should be going after Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. And you know, there's, uh, there's mm-hmm. Yeah, there's more people saying you know, that Tua ta- and there's some and Bucky Brooks and this is where Bucky Brooks is saying Tua Taglavoa to the uh to to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. If Tua should happen to fall in the Jaguars laps at number nine They'd be foolish not to take them and just start getting their rebuilding going. Because the only thing they're going to have to work yeah. on, I mean, with the things they're going to do with the uh, that they already have with the defensive line and what they're going to add to the defensive line with their pick with with their picks, especially in the first three rounds of this legit. year's draft. I mean, the Jaguars are ready to become a little more legit. You know, I mean, they've tried every single angle, you know, you know, to uh, get it done. You know, and if they could go into next year. And find themselves uh, guys, uh, you, know, uh, you know, offensive linemen who are going to be very, very similar to who's going out there today. I think the offensive linemen are going to be better next year, too. I think, you know, if mm-hmm. they were to get themselves guys who are letting themselves have senior years, like Creed Humphreys, you know, then you're going to be really looking at uh, you know, a Jaguars team that could get the protection around Tua uh, that they should, mm-hmm. you know, especially with a name like Creed Humphreys, who played with Tua for a couple of years, or three for three years, really? Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, you're getting someone that a Tua would trust. I mean, I would, I would love to see certain things happen here. Where 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 it goes with Tua? I, I and I want to be wrong where Tua goes. I want to be wrong because. I still look at the possibility i still look at the reality that Tua could still go to the dolphins at number five I don't see the dolphins dolphins are not going to trade up and give up one give up one pick in the first round just to move up two spots and get Tua it's not worth it you might as well get isaiah Simmons. You know, if you move up three spots to number two, and yeah, and these are big spots to move up to because they are difference makers because the best of the best normally go one and two, sometimes even number three. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, you know, there's there's that, you know. And you're going to go to number two with the Redskins because that's been talked about. I'm not getting two at number two. I will get Chase exactly. Young at number two.
5: That would be, that'd be wild.
3: But, um, yeah, man, um, what I was going to say, you were saying other the Chargers with Tua at number nine, that would say a whole No, Jaguars. Lot
4: Jaguars at number nine. Oh, the
3: Jaguars. Sorry, my bad. The Jaguars. If Tua fell down to the Jaguars at number nine, that would say everything that needs to be said. What these other, the, the eight teams ahead of, you know, not counting Arizona, you know what I mean, um, all of these teams that are ahead of uh, Jacksonville at number nine, besides uh, besides the Cardinals, have a situation where they could, you know, eventually get with a quarterback. Carolina might not because they got Teddy Bridgewater, gave him all that money. But from from one to six, from one to six, I mean, the Giants with Daniel Jones, uh, you know what I mean? So, again, man, I, I, I feel like if Tua drops to number nine to Jacksonville, it's because he was hurt.
4: Yeah,
3: very and much they so. Yep, and they don't trust it. And, and, and to me, that, it, it is what it is, man. It's on in the game. But I think that um, Washington, uh, excuse me, Cincinnati and Washington are locked in at one and two with Burrow and Chase Young. Um, Detroit at number three with uh, Jeff Okuda, the corner out of Ohio State. But um, I want to get into the situation with these wide receivers, yo, because we got some – some nice wide receivers in this draft. CeeDee Lamb, Henry Ruggs Third, Jerry Judy, you know what I'm saying? A whole bunch of nice wide receivers in this draft, man. Justin Jefferson from LSU, you know what I mean? Um, a whole bunch of nice kids, man, that could do their numbers. Um, what What's your thoughts in regards to um, where you might see uh, CeeDee Lamb or even a Henry Ruggs go? <laughs> cause I think that, um, for me, um, I think Ceedee lamb is a top 10 pick. And I heard through the grapevine that, uh, maybe that the Browns are looking to try to deal Odell Beckham Jr. Um, they can make that happen. Then, you know, that'll open up a spot with them for a a wide receiver. Um, CeeDee Lamb is one of my favorite players. I like C D Lamb. Um, Henry Ruggs as well, he can, you know, he'll open up the field and it'll be a problem for whatever secondary he, he's dealing with. And then we're not even, we didn't even get it to Jerry Judy yet. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, man, it's a lot of things going on in the, in, um, the NFL draft, a lot of possibilities. And, again, it's going to be a lot of mystery with this draft because you really don't know what you're getting. We really don't know what you get. No matter how much these experts try to play it out, like they know what they're talking about and all that, we're going to see what it is on Thursday. But for me, I think that one and two are locked in. One and two are definitely uh, locked in with um, with um, Joe Burrow going to Cincinnati and Chase Young at Watts going to the Redskins. After that, I don't know. All right? After further review 2.0, aka the South Pass, doing a hump day edition, coronavirus style. We are in the building, make it happen to me and Bob James. Um, yeah, man, I just wanted to rock out for like an hour, man, coronavirus edition and all that, because we're gonna be in the building, um, Thursday night, all right? I got you, I got you, um, Tuesday after further review 2.0, aka the Solar Pass. I got you Tuesday night when we do um, our review of the WNBA draft, which takes place on Friday. All right. And then you get your mouth watered for Thursday night. When we got me and my man, Sonny Cruz. Shout out to Sonny Cruz. We go, yo, it's going to be live. You know why? Cause we're going to have a Tampa Bay Buccaneers conversation. Cause we uh-huh, haven't uh-huh, talked to me. Uh-huh, That's my guy. We're going to have a Tampa Bay Buccaneers conversation, yo. You know what I mean? Um, shout out to the homie, Sonny Cruz. Um, can't wait to do it it's always a fun time when we rock out and try to figure out what's what going back to
4: and just <laughs> and just so people know just so people yeah. know we're actually getting yeah. a caller here wait we're actually getting a caller here let's bring this caller uh-huh. in in here with us here uh caller you're on the air here Hey, what's good what's good welcome to the show what's happening
6: Hey, not too much, man. This is Sammy Two Times, man. I was just calling up I've seen you all talking about hey, NFL hey, draft. Hey, you're good, man. What's happening? What you want to get into? Not too much, man. I was just uh, seeing what you what you uh, had to think about. Maybe possibly this OVJ. I'm out here in Minnesota, and everybody's talking about what that does to the draft, and and kind of um, if people think it'll go down or any kind of uh, shakeup that it'll have. You know, I was just curious on what you thought about it out there being that. He's from New York, or if you think it's a good move. Um,
3: in regards to what the Vikings are doing and, and OBJ, you know what I think? If oh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cleveland Browns dealt him, I would not be surprised because again, the, the the Cleveland Browns have a lot of egg on their face from last year when everybody had them going to the Super Bowl and everybody had them, you know, making a deep playoff run and all that. They got a lot of egg on their face, and um, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, definitely, you know, um, you know, played into that. You know what I mean? He was a call, co- you know, not, mm-hmm. not the core cause of it, but a lot of it was his, I'm going to say his fault. I'm going to say yeah. it just like that, and I would not be surprised. But as far as your Vikings are concerned, man, um, I think that what the Vikings, you know, should do, they're on the cusp, man. They're on the cusp, for real, for real. I like Vikings, yo. I like the Vikings, even though, you know, they, they go through what they, what they go through. Um, the situation at, 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 wide receiver, man, where they, you know, y'all, uh, traded, um, your, your man, Stefan
6: Diggs, you know what I'm saying? And,
3: and,
6: this: I'm originally from Wisconsin, so I'm a Packers fan, but I just, I'm up here. In oh, you like the
2: Packers. I'm,
6: yeah. Yeah. But I still, I follow the Vikings. I live here in Minnesota. I grew up here. You know what I'm saying? So like I moved here when yeah. I was seven. So I here and shit like that. But it's like, but I my first memories are from Green on uh, Green Bay, so I'm there. But I, you know, I'm a football fan overall. You know what I'm saying? I okay. Respect, 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 respect. And, and I think that in regards to what you were talking
3: about, the Vikings, man, um, you know, Kirk Cousins is going to be Kirk Cousins. We know what it is with him now. We know what it yeah. is with Kirk Cousins. All he, you know what I'm saying? So all he yeah. has to basically do now is 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 be able to. Turn around and 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 give the ball to Dalvin Cook because Dalvin Cook is a beast, straight like that. Yeah. Love Dalvin.
6: Dalvin Cook is nasty. You know what and I'm saying? I, I think so. I think, I think the right, running, right, 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 I think that their uh-huh. running is legit too. They got they got a, they drafted a dude last year from Boise State who's a stud too. Um, he's their their number two, and um, you know, I, like I said, the whole thing kind of just surprised me a little bit that they were talking about it because. You know, last year, I mean, the reason I think the Vikings didn't go is the O-line, you know what I mean? And so I'm, I, I'm just kind of – but I think it makes sense just because of the picks they're giving up. I think they're getting a good deal, you know. Yeah. I mean, your
3: O-line, you know, you, you, you got the kid, uh, Br- Garrett Bradbury in the middle. I like him. You know what I mean? Rowley yeah. Reeves and left tackle. I mean, you know, I mean, your offensive line is what it is. But, again, man, it goes back. When you, when you talk about the Vikings, I think that, again, um, what you guys do defensively. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you, you you did some things different on the on the defensive side a little bit, but I mm-hmm. still respect your defense, man. Daniel Hunter up yeah. front. You know what I mean? Uh, no, um, still, so, you, you
6: know, I that veteran at, at safety. Go ahead, right? Corners the weak spot. They got a huge glare glaring need. I think that that's what they're going to use on their first pick. You know what I mean? But okay, because uh, we're we I can't remember where uh, Xavier Rhodes ended up. Um, Zico oh yeah, was he was, up, and then
3: Trey Williams ended up in Cincinnati, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trey Williams is in Cincinnati, so that that one was a kind of a puzzle for me. Unless he just really thinks that the Bengals going to turn around with this Joe Burrow thing, but um, again, man, um, you know, with the with the, with the Vikings and, and what their situation is in, in regard to the draft, um, draft smart. They got a lot of options, I think, man. They they could you know they yeah. draft smart. And what I, what I yeah. think they should do, and if I'm looking, if I'm in the Vikings' war room, and I'm looking yeah. at my team, and I can make a run, and I can put some pressure on Green Bay, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm, I'm not really worried know. about Detroit. I'm not really worried about Detroit at this point. No, no disrespect. Detroit. And I'm not worried about Chicago. Chicago no. got Nick Foles, so what? I'm not worried about no. the Chicago Bears.
6: You know what I'm saying? No. No. You know? So, again, they in regards to really, They just keep making dumbass move after dumb. They way overpaid for Jimmy Graham. I was happy to see Jimmy Graham. Yeah. yeah. And Jimmy, Gra- Jimmy Graham is almost, you know, like
3: scrub material at this point, man. He had, he had, he had his best moments, man. His, his best moments is behind yeah. him. Um,
6: and, and, you, you know, know, he's like, uh, he a shit, but, he, not, but not for, you know, nine mil a year or whatever the fuck it is. You know correct. what I'm saying? Like, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you you're not trying to get in no nine million dollars, man. For what but I I think I think that it would be a good move for Cleveland because I just think that I think that they jumped the gun and kind of thinking where Baker Mayfield was in his progress. Right, right. That's true. And, That's true. And I I just don't think that having to sometimes you know it, it doesn't really make sense I guess on paper because it's like but sometimes those younger quarterbacks don't do well with that receiver that needs the ball or like, you know what I'm saying? It almost hurts their, their progression. Um, mm. and, and I think sometimes just because they're trying to either force the ball, um, you know what I mean? If he's coming back to the huddle with this and that, I just think that Baker Mayfield took a huge step back this last year. Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. And, yes. Hell yeah. And, uh, and I think that sometimes sure. it's a, it's a hard, it's a hard pressure I think to put on him if he feels like, oh, you know, Odell Beckham needs 1,200 yards and stuff, you know, he's not really thinking about I think that it seemed like he wasn't really thinking about just doing his, what he needed to do, you know what I'm saying, versus um, going through his progressions versus just kind of forcing the ball to people, you know what I mean? so Right. I,
3: I, I got you. And, again, but, you know, looking at it
6: from that perspective, man, I got my man Sammy two times in the
3: building. I appreciate you. Um, looking at it from that perspective, man, you got Jarvis Landry on the other side. Then you got the right. tight end. You got to the ball too. So again, at the end of the day, you you know O.L. can't be like, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. I got to spread it around. And you got a nice situation in the backfield. You know what I mean? Yeah. So again, like you said, uh, 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 Baker Mayfield took a major to me, and it seems like you know you want you to we're on the same page that Baker Mayfield took a hell of a step back, backward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, and again, you know, the, all, all the talking about what they're going to do and, you know, you don't play the game on paper. You know that, you know what I mean? Yep. And they was talking real greasy, man. And I think they, you know, yeah. figured it out that you, know, you, you got to do more than, you know, talking, you, you got to walk it. You know what I'm saying? And, um, man, they had again, going they had like back and
6: forth, they had like the all selfie team, you know, yeah, and I man. Like, dude, I'm I'm like, dude, they got sugar in their tank. i like, you guys got to do more of the dance pregame. You got to stretch out or something. You know what I mean? Because I just, I just, I, I seem like they brought too many egos in there. And it would, yeah. be, a, it would be a smart move for them to sip, ship Odell, no matter if he's a great yeah. player or not. If they're if they they serious, they serious about changing their, their,
3: their, their situation, if they're seri- they serious about changing their situation, they would get Odell out of here. If yep. they're
2: serious.
3: You know yep. what I mean? And, and if, if he was to go to Minnesota, and and, and 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 him and Adam Thielen, like, for real? Oh, like, Adam, oh, that's like you, know, you know what I'm saying? He's You know, we already established that who doesn't want the ball. And Adam is going to get his numbers,
6: period. Yep.
2: You know what
6: I'm saying? Yep. And, so, go ahead. And I, But, I you know, I think that, um, you know, I was listening to Colin C- Cord or whatever, and, and he's kind of right. He said, though, he said, but the Minnesota Vikings are, are more of a, a veteran on um, team where they could handle an ego coming in a lot better than Cleveland could, you know what I'm saying? So like, um, right. I don't think that Kirk, I don't think that cousins, I mean, he's, he's a little bit up and down, but I don't think necessarily Kirk cousins is going to be like losing sleep thinking about getting Odell the ball. I mean, he's kind of been there to this point where I think that, you know, he's going to get it done. And I don't think that, um, i don't I think with Sealand having dealt with Diggs over the last five years, I don't think that he's going to feel any way if it happened either. You know what I'm saying? so like I, I just think that um, I think that the Vikings are a team on paper that it would look good to to match that. Um, I just think that if it, if it t- takes away from cap space or anything, if they were going to be able to improve the offensive line, improve at corner, I don't know necessarily know if it's if it's that much of an advantage than, sticking cap someplace else, you know what I mean? Putting right. maybe making a right for a tackle or something, you know, but I don't know. It's just yeah. interesting that everybody's talking about over here, you know what I mean? So, yeah, no doubt. And, and, and I feel like, you know, with, you know, Cleveland situation, they, they've got a lot of
3: bounce, bounce back to do, man. That, I think that whole division, got to figure yep. some things out. Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben is coming back. You know what I mean? Cleveland, with what they, yep. they got to do. I mean, even Baltimore. Baltimore got the future shocked on at them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So, again, they got to figure it out. So, right. um, again, and and never, as far as, you know, like
6: but, too, it's never easy to do it back-to-back years. You know what I mean, motherfucker? You got you got a target on your back now. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I mean, but you know
3: what? You, you know what, though? At the end of the day, um, Samuel, and, and, and ease, ease, ease off with the, ease off with the, um, with the profanity, please. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know what? I think that Baltimore has got to kind of like, for me, the Ravens have to start from the beginning because it's been two years now. We know yeah. what we got in Lamar Jackson. We already know what we got. He's going to turn. He's going to handle his business. But yeah, um, I love yeah, I love Lamar. What happened in
6: the playoffs? Yeah. Come on now. I don't. He was, know. and he was at home. Yeah. That that Come bye on week now. isn't always a nice thing. A lot of people don't know how to handle that bye week. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, you know, man. Yeah,
3: like you know, at the end of the day, man. You know, but all that, you know you know, goes out the window for me, man. So they all, you know, they all got to start from the beginning. If
6: it, if that, and, that, and that's just my opinion. You know what I mean? Where I work at, where I work at, um, I'm not even going to really put that out there, but it, I mean, at a high school here in Minnesota, our athletic director um, was at Louisville coaching um, when they recruited Lamar Jackson. And, right. uh, and he said that um, Lamar Jackson was the only dude That in his years there that that was under a 3.0 grade point average that they went out and recruited. And they said it was because everybody that they talked to said that this is like the most high character, hardworking dude that they've ever met. And they said that they did like so many checks on him. And they said that immediately walking through the door, like everybody just loves the dude. And that he's just like that. He's just that dude that you can build around. And he was just like, so he's the only dude that he was like in like the years that he was there that had under a 3.0. Um, you know, because, you know, some people just grades ain't their thing. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Right. But like, he was, uh, right. he was the only dude that they went after and they felt confident about. So, I mean, he's, uh, he's definitely. It worked uh, out for him. It worked. It's,
3: it, I mean, he's going to be their quarterback. And he's going to get a couple of rings after, his, after when it's all said and done. He's going to have a couple of them when it's all said and okay. done. You know what I'm
6: saying? People were bummed out that they were like, "Oh, we wanted to see the Chiefs versus Baltimore." I have a feeling that you're going to see the Chiefs versus Baltimore again. <laughs> I don't
5: think. You, yeah, gonna... you will.
6: You are going to see him a few times. Yep, the Chiefs in Baltimore. Yep, you're going to see.
3: You're going to see him a few times. But um, back to your to, to your uh, to your Vikings, man. Um, I think you know. Um, offensively, the Odell Beckham thing. You know,
6: what do you think? What would you give
3: up for Odell?
6: I mean, I think that I think that uh, I think that they're talking about a second and a fifth. I mean, I think that that would probably be about fair, you know. Uh, okay. okay. All right. Okay. I mean, a I, second I, and a I fifth. I wouldn't get into a first mm-hmm. round pick for him. Right. Right.
3: Right. 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 Because again, but then that speaks to where Odell Beckham is 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 in you know the hierarchy of things. You know what I mean? He's not even worth the first round pick. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. You're going to give up a second mm-hmm. and a fifth. You know, I mean? which may turn into something, but a second and a fifth for Odell, and this is what this is going to be what his third team. Yeah,
6: you and, know what and, I'm and saying? And so, too, I think mm-hmm. that the Vikings are also probably in the talks too. Is that this is? I think that they're saying that the deepest draft for wide receivers in the last ten years, because they're saying that there's like you know, it. The Vikings in that second round pick could end up with a solid dude too, you know what I mean? So it's kind of, yep. um, I think that Cleveland doesn't have a whole lot of leverage because of how many receivers are in this year's draft. Because mm-hmm. like, we're not going to mm-hmm. We're, we're just not, talking we're about Cleveland that.
3: Right. Absolutely. We was just talking about the receivers, yo. And, and, and this, this this draft is it's really deep at wide receivers. And, you can, and again, um, you can you can get something in the second round. You can get you can get you a playmaker in the second round of this particular oh, yeah. draft right here. Is, you know, as wide receiver wise, and somebody who's going to make a difference. I mean, because I I just got to saying earlier, um, my guy is CD Lamb out of Oklahoma. That's my guy. I think he's a top. I think he's a top ten worthy dude. You know what I mean? CD Lamb and, and Henry Ruggs the third, Jerry Judy.
6: You know what I'm saying? I, I think, so, I think Gruden would be right. crazy to go anywhere but Lamb if, he, if he's there. Gruden, you Ooh. know what I mean, in Oakland. If, oh, yeah, in Oakland. Oakland. In, in Las Vegas. Yeah. He, I mean, because he needs a dude to build around. There's going to be no competition for him there, but you need the most polished, the most number one, you know what I mean? Like, it embodies all of that and if you're the Raiders. I mean, I think he'd be crazy not to go with him. If he's there, so who so so who's
3: going to get him the ball, Derek Carr or Mariota?
6: Uh, Mariota, I don't think is going to beat Carr out. Um, I think Carr, I think Carr will be the dude. It'll just be interesting to see if he's the dude the following year, you know. But I, they'll they'll mix they'll mix Mariota in, but it'll be um, you know just kind of uh, gadget stuff, I would imagine. You know, I, I I've never been like I've never been a crazy about Mariota as far as being a an NFL quarterback from the beginning. To be honest with you, I mean, I think that he's 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 pretty good, but um, you know, there's he's I just don't necessarily think that he's a dude that I, anybody's going to build around necessarily. You know, I think that he could be like a Robert Griffin, uh, you know, where he's going to be make a nice ten twelve year career out of maybe being a backup because. It's good to have those guys. That ha- it's good to have those guys with wheels as your number two or uh, quarterback because of the scout team. You know, if you're going to play, uh, if you're going to play a team that has a uh, Lamar grip, um, Lamar uh, Jackson, it's nice yeah. to be able to have practice against Mariota. You know what I mean? Or somebody right. that can move around a little bit back there, so he'll have a job. But I just don't know if he's a guy to build around. You know?
4: I don't know about that either. You know, I mean, you know, because the one thing that's Mariota is over, over Derek Carr, but I agree with you. I would, I would, I would use Derek Carr over Mariota, mm-hmm. you know, just just on the talent alone. But, but one thing about about Mariota is he's he's more of an aggressive player than 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 Derek Carr is. Derek Carr is too conservative, and I think you know he needs to be a little more aggressive when he's uh, when he's uh, supposed to be leading that offense, and that's where. I think they they brought in Marcus Mariota to do that, you know. So again, I, yep. yeah, I don't think he's going to do anything to Carr, but Carr is Carr is going to definitely impress because if this is going to be Carr's final year, he's going to want to be atop the uh, free agency board, and if right. it's, or he's going to be traded for for a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> yeah.
6: yeah, and, if, and if, if there's one thing about the Ra- if there's one thing about the Raiders is that they like to stretch the field with their wideouts. And I don't necessarily mm-hmm. know if Mariota, if Mariota has the live enough arm, uh-huh. um, right. you, you know what I mean, to to really run the offense that Gruden likes to run with, um, those deep comebacks and and those deep verticals all four and goal, you know what I mean. So, um, you know, it just is what it is. I think Derek Carr is the better fit for the passing game that they got. Yeah,
3: man. And
6: again,
3: at the end of the day, man. Um, This is going to be interesting. I've been saying this, you know, the whole show, man. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. I got my man in the building, Sammy, two times in the house. Um, Let yep. people know how they can get at you, yo.
6: Know. Um, yeah, and you can get at me. Uh, I'm up on Twitter. I'm uh, Sammy Two Times, um, TG, Kill Kang on there. But um, I'm on there. Um, I'm on Instagram, too. But, um, you know, like I said, my main one that I'm up on there is, is just on the Twitter. But um yeah, I like talking I like to talk sports too. Um and so that right, like I said, that's well, stuff uh, I coach I coach high school football, I coach high school baseball. So I, I like to be okay. in the community so um then uh, like I said, I I like to talk it. So um but yeah, I was just say one last point if I could make that.
3: uh Yeah,
4: uh, hey, come on, on man, you can hang out. If you can hang out, let's
3: get it. If you can hang out, we here. Let's get it.
6: Yeah, uh, as I think uh, that the dude um I think that um, Baker Mayfield's job could even be uh, in trouble, too, this year because the dude that they picked up, um, the guy who used to be the Vikings quarterback, I'm blanking on his name right now, he took the Minneapolis Miracle, but if if Baker Mayfield gets a concussion one week and is down, he might lose his job to that dude. Because the Mm -hmm. dude that's there that they picked up in free agencies is no joke. He's a pretty good quarterback. He was in Washington mm-hmm. last year. What's his name? What's his name? I'm trying uh blanking on his name. Case Keenum? Say it again? Case Keenum. Case Keenum. You know what I mean? And, like, so Baker Mayfield had the, the finger injury this last year. Well, if you sit out week three, Case Keenum has the ability to go in and light it up and never come back out. You know what I mean? So – It'll be mm-hmm. going to be interesting to see how he deals with that kind of pressure um, of having a legit backup and a guy that could be a starter in this league, you know, Mm-hmm. he's not the annoying no doubt. I don't think the that that's all done by, 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 you know, obviously choice. They want to push him. I don't, you know, they probably thought that he didn't work this year,
3: you know, no doubt, man. That's, that's, that's what it is, man. So again, um, you know, we're doing a show Thursday night, man, NFL, dra- NFL draft live and direct. So it's going to be very interesting to see what's going on um, in, in regards to um, what happens in the NFL, man. Um, and if we could talk about it, man, let's talk about it. My Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because I'm a Tampa Bay yeah, Buccaneers okay. fan. I've been a Bucs yeah, fan since the beginning. You know what I mean? Um, yep. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not in favor of this Tom Brady thing. I'm not. I'm not. Um, uh, Bob will tell you from the door. I'm not really a big. I'm no, 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 yep. no. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of it, yo. I don't think it's and and, I, and I'm fearful that it's not going to turn out great.
6: It's a hard, and then, it's a hard year with the corona to pick up a quarterback. You know. Yeah. I
3: mean, you know, Brady's out to prove a point. You know what I mean? That he could do it, but I don't want it to end up like naming for the on the Rams. You know what I'm saying? Kenny Stable on the States. You know what I mean? Like, that that, that, that was ugly,
6: man. Johnny Hidas on the Chargers. Come on. Montana. He He could probably Montana. I want to say Montana. Montana Montana went to the AFC Championship game with
3: Kansas City Chiefs.
6: Yeah, I mean, that's best-case best scenario. That's that's a – Yeah, man,
3: yeah. One, one, yeah. one percent. that's, that's going to be a crazy look for me, though. That's because Tampa Bay Buccaneers is my team. You know what I'm saying? That's my squad, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, like, for us to – you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to bet against my team, and I'm not wishing bad on my team, but I'm like, ah, this is what I got to root you know. for now.
6: You know what I'm saying? Nope. This is where I, got, nope. I got a chip for Tom Brady, Mr. And Mr. And uh, it was Tuck like, it was Fumble, it was Mr. Come Mr. Come Tuck. Tuck. It was looking to come together for Tampa, good whether Brady was in the in the mix or not. You know what I mean? The way that, that defense started playing, um, that, yeah, that, uh, man. I but we
3: wasn't giving we wasn't giving Jameis Winston no thirty million dollars. That was dead. We was not giving oh, him yeah. no thirty million. No, knock it off. That you was know, a, that man. was the deal. We was not thirty. No, we was not giving Jameis Winston no thirty million. That was it, period. So yeah. Tom Brady was <laughs> Tom Brady. Uh-huh. yeah, man. But again, I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, bet against myself. I'm Not gonna be mad, you know what I mean. If we do good, because yeah. that that defeat the purpose. But I just Tom yeah. Brady. uh I, I it could I, be good.
2: I, I
6: th- Go ahead. I think that. Um, I think that that what Brady is going to kind of discover, I think that you, I think that they're going to be solid, but I think that also Brady has Brady. I mean, they've, they've gotten good in the playoffs and I'm not taking anything from new England, but mm-hmm. Brady is Brady is going to see what an actual division schedule feels like and looks That's like. Right. I mean, Miami right. and the Jets and, Buffalo haven't been. Buffalo, put- come on, right. son.
5: Right, right. <laughs> That's right. And That's like,
6: right. And I and I like Buffalo, but I'm just saying that if you look at the last 15 years, or like you know what I mean, like over Brady's been there. Um, you know, Buffalo pop up for two years and have a, a squad. Right.
5: You know, right.
6: You to, but now all of a sudden Brady's walking into New Orleans. Um, you know what I mean? Atlanta. The, Carolina, Tampa and stuff like obviously they have some down years and stuff like that, but I think that um, at, you know Atlanta's down years still aren't the Jets in Miami. You
3: yo, know, and, and so, and, that whole division, yo, I just thought about it. That whole division is old, old man quarterbacks. That whole division, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees. Yep, it is. Steady Bridgewater. He's not old, but, you know, he's a veteran. And Tom Brady, that's the old folks' home division right there. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? And, all, all of the uh, windows are shrinking. Right. At, at, at quarterback. But, I, I, I mean, you know, what we should do in the draft, as far as the Bucks. I think we should look at the kid, if the kid Andrew Thomas is there at number 14. We got number 14. We take that off, our offensive lineman from Georgia, Andrew Thomas. You know I mean, and so then- I mean, because Brady's gonna need protection from the door, period. And those running backs,
6: some holes. I mean? mean, they don't got. To- yep, yep, yep. And we need right.
3: to get the work from Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones needs to need to make it happen this year. Ronald yep. Jones, the third, needs to make it happen this year because Bob will tell you. And you know, I don't front when it comes to the sports. I talk. Ray Buccaneers yep. on my team. I thought Ronald Jones was gonna be a beast coming out of USC. His yep. first year, he, he touched the ball like seven times. He had like seven yep. carries. Last year, yep. he improved a lot. I liked, it. I liked him. So, if that was some potential of what's to come with Ronald Jones the third, I like what I see. So, if we yeah. add that
6: to the mix with what we have offensively, whoo. They they still woo! need they spend a mid-round pick on another dude, I feel. I feel like there's a big drop-off after him. Mm. You know, after maybe Ronald we Jones
3: III. And maybe maybe we can get rid of one of those tight ends. Yeah, maybe, you know what I mean. We can get rid of OJ yeah. Howard. You know what I mean. I, so I mean, we 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 got we got a, a piece or two that we can make some things happen to to move around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So again, um, you know we got the you know we have
6: the best combinations out there. You know what I mean? But I don't, yeah. I don't think that I think I don't think that the team's ever wrong. In my opinion, ever wrong with drafting an offensive lineman in the first round ever. I don't mm-hmm. care who you got, because I right. think that yeah. the other positions are there's there's always like the Niners got Emmanuel Sanders midseason from Denver. Like there's always an option to upgrade at a skill position, maybe not quarterbacks, but wideout, running back. There isn't yeah. always uh, upgraded offensive line. Period. Right. You know what I mean? So like, if you pass on the offensive lineman. You you basically are rolling into the season with what you got. There's not going to be nobody that gets released or like. And if you want to trade for somebody, it's going to be a high next year pick. So I don't think you're ever wrong for drafting an o lineman in the first round. In my opinion, you can never have enough. No doubt, man. Yeah. Again, because that's 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 how you know everything sets off.
3: Um, yeah, man. I, and, and again, we're doing a draft uh, show on uh, Thursday next Thursday night. Uh, me and my man Sonny um, cools. If you're not doing, anything, you're welcome to come through, man. We go, we to get it popping because we usually do yeah. have some fun with on draft night, man. Um,
5: yeah.
3: What's your situation? Changing, switching gears a little bit. What's your situation or, or thoughts in regards to the baseball season, man? Um, I I don't think it's gonna happen. Be honest you, man.
6: Like, I'm, 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 yo, uh,
2: yo, you my man right now. Go ahead.
6: I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean to cut you with. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical that it's gonna an accident, you know what I mean? Because I I know that they're talking about the next wave of this stuff coming back up. And, um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's strange. It's strange to talk about. It's like, um, I just think that if, if we're getting up, if it ends up getting up close to a hundred thousand people have died, I just find it hard to believe that they're just going to go, right. Three weeks we're starting up, you know what I mean? Or like, a month from now, we're, we're starting up baseball season. Like, I just think that if the casualties is that high, it's just going to be um, – it's almost just going to be like the, the moral or the ethical obligation is to just not play. You know what I mean? Because it's like, if you look like the guys that made the decision, like we're going to go out there and play, and it starts back up and another 100,000 people die, I just don't think that you can – put yourself in a position to make that call. You know what I mean? I don't know. And I hope that it so starts back up <laughs> for once, your Twins look
5: like you got a squad. <laughs> so the words out of my the end, mouth.
3: The yeah, man. You know, you took the words out of my mouth. I'm not going to dwell on that Twins thing because then I can talk about how my Yankees are dusting them in the playoffs, but I ain't going to make you feel bad. But <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, yeah, man. As far as the season is concerned, you you took the words right out of my mouth, man. I said I I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just you know call the season a wash, man. I think that would be the best thing to do at this point. How yeah. long are they gonna wait? How long are they gonna wait? You know what I'm saying? Like right. and and money's going out the window, and I know they got they want to get their money, they want to do what they got to do. But I I think that for to err on the side of caution and to be safe, just you know this. This season is
5: done.
3: Uh,
6: done
3: man. Just you know, do what you do. I mean, I think they, I think all sports, the NBA, I think the NBA too. Just, just leave it alone. Let's let's go. You know what I mean?
6: Let's go, man. Because I do that think that is, is worth it. Go ahead. You really cross the line on on what's, on what's tasteful. Like you know what I mean? Because because sports, professional sports, already walk the fine line on the fact that the the Detroit Tigers like paid. You know, a w- couple years back, Miguel Cabrera like five hundred million dollars when the season or when the city and the state they're filing for bankruptcy. You know what I mean? Right. And so like right. professional sports already walks kind of a fine line on on people that aren't sports fans feeling <laughs> like hey, they're, they're arrogant or something. So it's like um, if a hundred thousand people are dying and you go, We're making the call, we're starting this up. I mean, it's just there's there's pushing it, and then there's something that's not not a tasteful move. And I think that they're gonna, um, I think that it would be bad for whatever sport it is, and bad for the brand to make a a, not a tasteful move like that because of if it starts back up again, you know, it'd be a bad thing. Yeah, man,
3: I I think that you're absolutely right. You know, and and, um, to to even talk about it, man it defeats the purpose of you trying to, you know, worry about um, the dollar over people's safety. You know what I mean? Right. And that's not, never cool, you know? So, again, at the end of the day, I think they should just, you know, you know, do what they Is do, man. Just take, you know, take the L and keep it pushing and move on and get ready for 2021. That's what I say. And empty stadiums would be so weird, man. I mean, that's- yeah, man. That nah, yo. That, no... No, 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 uh uh-uh. Or they could do it like they did it, like we talked about earlier in the show, in Japan, because Japan has Major League Baseball beat. They said, you know what? We're going to have some cardboard cutouts of people, and they put them in the seats. Yo, to me, Japan has Major League Baseball beat. That's the earliest idea I ever heard today. They had yeah. cardboard cutouts of people, like fans, and they filled up the seats with them.
6: And they had like remember, dogs. That was crazy. Remember Game Day '98? The old PlayStation game? That's like how the fans used to look in the in the '90s with with football games. They look like you know, it would look like a. It would look like an old the Nintendo sixty four game or something. <laughs> I know.
3: like. I, I I don't I'm not understanding, but yo, um, yeah, man. But as far as your Minnesota Twins are concerned, yeah, man. Um, and they added Josh Donaldson. I was like,
6: oh, oh, I know. When I got and, Josh and, and, Donaldson,
3: I was like, wow, you're gonna hit 500 home runs.
6: I know, man, and uh, and that, that's never been our our MO. Like we've always played small ball, and I've just hated it. I've hated it. I hate the fact that like we had nobody that could. That could hit it out of the park because it was like, you know, having good defense and playing small ball. I mean, that's solid to get, you know what I mean, to, to some wins. But it it was just depressing for everybody to once the game was four to one, you're down. It's over. It just <laughs> in Minnesota, you know what I mean? Because you know, it's, right. it's those it's those kinds of moments where you need a two run shot to get back in it. It's something. You know, it's, 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 we're not going to small ball our way back into a four one lead or a four one deficit. And it's just like, that's just how Minnesota has been since, you know, since after nine to 95 or something, you know what I mean? So it's just like after Kirby and them were done, it was, it's been that.
5: So, you know,
6: yeah, it's, uh, so it's nice to see us get some pop and, and spend, spend some dough. It's a beautiful stadium to, to just be having bad, bad baseball teams in, you know?
3: No doubt, no doubt. Um, which you know, I wanted to um now you say, you know, Minnesota respect. Um, give us thoughts a little bit on the situation regarding um Car anthony Towns, man, if you want to talk about that a little bit.
6: Oh, that that that's just um just tragic, you know, and um and you know, it and there's certain things that um you know, that's another team too, that's just tragic because all of a sudden I thought that with the, um, d and stuff coming in, you know, we could start, you know, maybe playing some some ball too here, you know, but everything's been put on hold, but that that's tragic because Carl Anthony Tomlin's, um, is very, very low light. And, and really if it was any guy on the basketball team or anything like that, I mean, that's just a tragic story, um, to hear, but, um, you know, I was I was just watching, you know, when I when it came across the, my feed on, on Twitter, I was just watching people argue and, 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 like, you know, and all of these sorts of things, and it just kind of put things in perspective to me about how much, you know, how important it is during these times to just to recognize that a lot of people out here could be really going through some bad things and, um, and to not be like, you know, it's, this isn't the time to be jumping all over somebody's, somebody's post about, you know, all oh, this, you know, he sucks. Oh, he should be it's me. And it's just like, people are arguing about some of the wrong things out there overall, when, when this is just a time to, um, to really kind of get in touch with, um, our, you know, connectiveness and it, that we're all kind of in the struggle together. And that one, like I said, it just, it, it hurt because, um, it hurt because he's, he's a very well-liked person and, and it's just, uh, it, it sucks to see that, you know. He was his, his mom was like involved with with the team, you know. She was like almost like the team mom, you know what I mean? She'd be making cookies and stuff for the squad, you know what I mean? So it's a terrible thing.
3: Yo, I remember when the game when they played the Sixers, and and um, I think Joel Embiid had a fight with yeah, yeah, and he was and I, Joel Embiid they got got the game, and he was like. You know, you know, red egging on the fans and they was going crazy. And Carl Anthony Towns' yeah. mom, she want to jump off the, yeah, right. She want to jump out the fans
6: <laughs> yeah, to, to beat him up and <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And oh, dude. So, he, he, yeah, he, man. He, he, bowed it, man. he bowed it, man. And um, uh, and I can't, God, I, I wish I could remember Carl Anthony Towns' quote from when that happened too, because he just clowned and, and beat or whatever his name is too. It was something like, you know. I don't know, I don't know about where that, you know, where that pushing or, you know, or something like it was, he had some quote where he just put him in his spot real quick. I think Embiid had like zero points that day, that day or something.
5: Yeah,
6: so yeah, like, I, 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 yeah man.
3: So again, man, I, I feel, you know, I feel for, for Carl Anthony Towns, man, especially in this situation, man, and, you know, for everybody, man, this really hit me hard, though, for real, for real. Like I lost some, you know, my sister-in-law, yo, um. You know, it's yeah. real people that was close to me, man. It's, and it's and it's real. Yeah, I mean, you it, know, it's 3,700.
5: Sorry,
6: 3,700 people in New York yesterday. I mean, so I, I, yeah. I you know, <laughs> it's bananas
3: out here, yo. It's bananas. So again, man, for everybody, be safe out there, man. And again, I hope you know you you safe out there, you and your people out there, man. Yeah. You are safe, you good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, sorry it, it,
6: to it, hear about your sister in law, man. That's tough.
3: Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rest in peace, Margaret, man. She was great people, man. Um, but again, man, at the end of the day, man, you can only, you know, do what you can do, man. Hope that we'd be here tomorrow, man. That's, that's all you can you know, hope for yeah. at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you know, we've never, none of us have dealt with this. We dealt with earthquakes. We dealt with, yeah. you know, the boys, the, water, the, the balloons. Yeah. Boys. We we've dealt with all types of wild stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we dealt, dealt with car chases, school shootings, yeah. All types of wild banana stuff that really shouldn't be happening in the yeah. first place. But we dealt with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this right here? Yeah. This right here? Come on, son. And, you know I, and I think that
6: this, right, this right here kind of goes like, it's interesting you say school shooting, because it's like, this is right up there as far as tragedy, because what's tragic about it is these are, not It's this is killing people that didn't step up for this. You know what I mean, like in the hood and stuff like that. Like I know dudes that were, you know, running from cops in the cars and stuff. Like you put yourself in that life, and it's tragic how it happened. Like mm-hmm. in in, a, in the war in the, in the Middle East, you know, the, the reality of it is that these young men, unfortunately, signed up for this, you know. But like in a school shooting and like this Corona and stuff, like nobody. Right. This is this is this is not nobody like. Stepping up for to to take on this challenge. This is just getting. I mean, it's, it's like a bully or something. You know, this is just preying on
3: everybody, right, like, you know, like the really gooch. Right, right, like the gooch, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, not to make light of it, but again, it is just an invisible yeah. bully. Or oh, you talk to him on the phone. It's an invisible, invisible bully, man. And he's, take, and he's taking, he's yeah. taking people out for real, for real. So yeah. again, man, um, you know it. it it's just unfortunate, man. But again, we just have to, you know, maintain the best way we know how, man. And, um, yep. you know, and you know, and I definitely appreciate you for coming on, man, and rocking out with me. Um, what's your thoughts on your Minnesota Wild, man? Let's go around the horn with you. What's your thoughts on the Minnesota Wild? That's your team, um,
6: too. I, I, I vaguely, I guess a little bit, pay attention. My, what was it? What was cool is that my my guy has been called up to to the Wild three, two or three times this last year. Um, his name is Santino Vasquez, man. Me and him are go way back, and cool. we've been since playing fourth uh, grade baseball and stuff. But like he, he, uh, he, actually his first time coming up. It's interesting, you guys are from New York because um, the Rangers came to town like in 2016 or something, 2017, and they they had uh, a goalie get sick or something on the trip here, and uh, mm-hmm. and and Santino, my dude. Um, always goes and practices with the Wild, so he's been like the practice goalie for the Wild for a while. Right. And so, like, and so New York landed, and got off the plane, and they were like, "Shit, we got one goalie or whatever." And the Wild were like, "Well, we got to do it. He's a phone call away. He'll come right over across the bridge." And so he, they called him up, and he came over and suited up for the Rangers, and it made all the items was on ESPN and stuff. They were like, "Uh, you know, he just uh, he was sitting around. He was at home watching the uh, pregame." And he got the phone call, I like, come down and suit up. And so but mm. he got to suit up two he got to suit up two more times for the wild this year. And um, I just thought that I think that's cool because he's he's my age. I mean, I'm thirty one, he's thirty one, so it was like it's cool it's cool for him to be able to just say that he did it. You know what I mean? He hasn't gotten in. He didn't get in this last year or nothing, but he suited up twice and and to be able to just have a jersey that your dream was to go play for the wild or play you know professional sport. And I don't care if you got into this for 20 seconds or not to say that you got to. Right, you That's right. That's absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. You play, you still play. That's it. You know
3: what I mean, nobody take that away from you, man. So again, man, I appreciate you for, for, for coming through, man. We do this. Usually we yeah. do it on Tuesday night. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but, man. um, we're doing a, this is the you know, the quarantine uh, coronavirus edition. So, we're gonna wrap yeah. it up. We just have to do it on hump day, or whatever. But, yeah, man, I yeah. definitely appreciate it. Dude. Don't be a stranger, man. Yeah, I
6: appreciate you letting me get on, man. And, like I said, uh, stay up and stay safe, dude. I'll, I'll give you guys a shout out, uh next week or something. Appreciate you, man. No doubt. Yeah talking about So yeah, that's what it
3: is, man. We in the building. This is after further review 2.0, AKA the sideline pass. My man Sammy two times in the building. So that's what it is, man. Having having fly conversation. Yo, we going, we, we're not even in the overtime, man. We give you our two hours. We'll give you two hours. You know what I mean? That's what it is. I'm in the building with my man for Bob. I mean, Bob James. I'm sorry. My bad. We in the building, man. Um, That's the type of conversation we have, man. <clears throat> My man held it down. We we rock on Twitter. Communicate. And um I, that's a good look, man. I appreciate you for for checking in, man. That's how we give it up. But you see, that's how we give it up over here, man. So um Tuesday nights, you know what I mean? Make sure you get down. You know what I mean? Nine five four two four six zero three nine eight. You know what I mean? Whatever you want to talk about, we get it popping. For real, for real. Actually, we are networking the building, man. Spreaker is holding us down. Um, again, you can get at me. On Twitter, all right, Lefty Nice at RM Death on Twitter, all right, and uh, we could chop it up. Um, we got the After Further Review Facebook group on Facebook, right? And um, get at me, man. Let it, let it, let it do what it do. I, right? I'm gonna do um, the three minute rant, and then we're gonna slide. You know what I mean? Or unless the three minute rant can wait, then you talk about something else for a minute. Because I'm gonna give you two hours, because that's what I do. All right, basketball, man, NBA, man. Um, the best thing about the NBA right now, for me, the best thing about the NBA is the old games that they are shown. See, for me, they would have never done that if, the, if if it wasn't for coronavirus, if the season was going on. They wouldn't have really needed to, but it would have been nice. Yo, I watched – um. A game from 1969. I watched Kareem Abdul Jabbar's first game. They played Detroit. Yo, it was, it was crazy. Because first I did the math, I'm like, damn, I was three years old. Okay, cool. So I never seen his game, right? And it was Kareem's first game. So I'm, I'm taking everything in from a, you know, I'm looking at a, night, a game from 1969 with 2020 vision. You dig? So like I'm watching Kareem do his numbers. I'm looking at Dave Bing. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at some guys I've never heard of. You know what I mean? Doing their thing. I'm looking at Yubi Brown. Like, wow. I'm looking at the court. I'm looking at how they call them Lou Alcindor. It's bugging me out. Because it's Kareem. You know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I'm watching this, man, and I'm I'm getting into it. I love it. And you know, from games you go, you go back. Well, I go back to like the mid to late 70s. I remember like Dr. J, and um, I remember when George McGinnis was rocking with the Sixers. I remember when Portland beat the Sixers in the finals. I remember when Maddie Johnson and uh, beat the Sixers because that game wasn't on live. It was on tape delay. So whoever tell you they saw that game live, either it was there or they' lying. One or two things, because the game was on tape delay. When uh, when Magic had 42 points, Kareem was hurt. He played all five positions. They beat the Sixers in the finals. All right, so, like, going back is a, is a, is a great thing. I'm hoping that these, you know, these catches coming up now in the game or whatever, that they really, you know, enjoying this, because this is what we talk about. When we talk about the Kareems and, you know, the Uwaf Sindors and, you know what I mean, and the Oscar Robinsons and those type of guys, you know what I'm saying? So, for me, the, um, those, that, that's the best thing about the NBA right now. I'm not even really missing the NBA. Killing me with the, with the horse competition, I don't even want to get into that. That's nonsense. But they got to do what they got to do. I, was, I, I watched the, um, the NBA 2K. The tournament, I watch that. I get into that. That's cool. You know what I mean? So, again, um, they could do some you know, do some creative things to kind of, like, keep people busy and stuff like that. But as far as trying to come back and rush back, they should kind of, like, you know, fall back and wait for that. You know what I mean? Um, I think if they do come back after a certain amount of time, it's definitely going to go straight to the playoffs. I think they have, like, 20 games left anyway. So they'll do what they got to do just to get LeBron a ring. But I'm, I'm not thinking. I'm not of the of the mindset that it's going to be a cakewalk for the Lakers. I'm still the mindset that you know Milwaukee can do that thing. You know what I mean? I'm still in the mindset that Giannis get the MVP over LeBron for the simple fact that look at the numbers that Giannis is putting up, playing less minutes. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, for all that, you know, LeBron is doing with the Lakers, I'm not taking nothing away from him. So all you Lakers fans out there, I know y'all pop your collars. Once again, you feel like you could pop your collars. Shout out to Slate. Shout out to Kia. Shout out to oh, oh, my man O. G. Wood. All the Lakers fans in the building. Once again it's on. You know what I mean? But again, at the end of the day, man, I think that, you know, Milwaukee um learned from last year. Right. Giannis learned from last year. They got the squad to do it, and I think that um, it'll be a, a great finals if you add Milwaukee in, in the Lakers, man. So, um, again, um, you know, it, it is what it is, man. You just got to, you know, wait this thing out, figure it out, and, and see what it do. Um, yeah, we got a few more minutes, man. I'm going to rock out, man, because I got a couple of things I want to talk about now. Since my man Sammy two times put the battery in my back, man, I was going to be out by now. But yo, I want to get into a couple of things, man. Bob, you got me? Go hold me down to about 10.30, yo. We're going, man. We're in the building. We're going to do it. All right, let's get it popping. All right, yo, listen. Check this out here. Um, Charles Oakley said some things about Patrick Ewing. And, like, I'm a Knicks fan through and through hard body karate from the door. I'm a Knicks fan. So I, I feel like I have a right to speak to this. And um, I'm, a, I, I'm a Knicks fan who is not really the biggest Patrick Ewing fan in the world. Because I was there and I remember. Right? And I think that Charles Oakley was right when he said that Patrick Ewing held the Knicks back. I think he was right. And I'm going to tell you why. And I haven't really talked about this, but I feel like, you know, now's a great time. I think that Oakley was right. What he said about Patrick Ewing being the guy that ultimately held the Knicks back in those, you know, 1990s, especially those 90 teams. You know what I mean? Um, Oakley played with Patrick Ewing on the Knicks from 1988 to 1998, for 10 years, all right? And his main point was that Ewan was the type of dude that would talk about it, but really wouldn't be about it. And what he mean by that is that he wouldn't take responsibility and take the lead. He always wanted the ball. And when he got the ball, what did he do with it? I mean, Ewan was a great center. Ewan, I think, would I put him over Willis Reed? No. But Ewan is a, it was, a, it was a great center for the Knicks. Right? um I, I wish, he, wish he wouldn't have got hurt in 99. I wish we'd have been there when we played the Spurs in the finals. But that's another story. But Oakley was right, man. I mean, you know, um, ah, Ewan was just a different dude. You know, he wanted, the, he wanted the ball. When he didn't get the ball, he would pout. You know? Um, and I think that you know, when the Knicks, you know, needed him and he didn't come up big. Now, you, I don't even want to talk about that, that finger roll situation against Indiana. I don't even want to talk about that. You know what I mean? Um, he he didn't want to be accountable to the press. You know what I mean? Um, he needed to, to kind of, like, be a little bit more vocal. I always said that about Patrick Ewing. That was my thing with Patrick Ewing. As great as he was for the Knicks, as great as he was for the for, for New York, as great as he was for the NBA and all of that, even the Georgetown days. Shout out to Patrick Ewing, salute and 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 an extra strength salute to what he's doing right now at Georgetown. Word up! But I just say that you know when he was with the Knicks, for all the good, it was a little, it was it was balanced out with the with the nonsense, man. He would be like, give me the ball. I want the ball. This and that and the third. And when you get the ball, you don't do nothing with it. That's the point. And I used to argue with my man them all the time like, yo, what does what, what Patrick Ewing do? Oh, he's the greatest Knicks that ever lived. Knock it off. And when we were getting the beasts, like, I, I don't mess with Patrick Ewan, yo. Know? Especially when it comes to the Knicks and, and, and all time greats, you know? I would have him on the team, the all-time team, but as far as like the, nah, man, like, and and Charles Oakley was right. Charles Oakley was right, man, and and again, I I just feel like, you know, when you put in a position and you're there that you can speak to it because you had to deal with it on a day-to-day basis, then you have every right in the world to speak your mind. And, Nobody's knocking Patrick Ewing down. Nobody's disregarding him. Nobody's belittling his career. None of that. Don't get it twisted because this is, you know, this society here's things different. If you say something in that, 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 they, that contradicts their point of view, oh, you hating it? Nah, not at all. Patrick Ewing is my man. You know what I mean? But I tell him to his face like, yo, come on, yo. Back then, you know what it was. It may- that was his. That maybe that was his. That's how he got. You know, he, he gave it up. He wasn't that type of dude, which is fine. But that also defeats the point, saying that you know you're not that type of dude. What I remember, back pages of the Daily News and all that. Give me the ball. I want the ball. Okay, you getting the ball? You do your numbers. You caught the nice alley oop from John Stark, You caught that in the playoffs. I get it. I was there. I've seen it. I remember, you had some big games in the playoffs. I'm not mad at you, but Charles Oakley was right. You know what I mean? Um, you know, the question remains, where the Knicks had beat, you know, Jordan and the Bulls or, you know, Hakeem and Houston Rockets if Ewan would have been a better leader behind the scenes. <sighs> I don't know if it, it, about that because Ewan didn't have nothing to do with John Stars going two for 18. You know what I mean? Um, in, in game seven of the 94 finals, he had nothing to do with that. But I think if Starks made a couple more shots and the Knicks won that title, that Patrick Ewing would get a lot of that credit. And people, would, and, and people probably like myself would look different at Patrick Ewing. You know? And again, man... Um, that's just, that's just how I feel about that particular situation. I feel like Charles Oakley was right, and Charles Oakley was a speak his mind, as he, you know, want to do, you know what I'm saying? But, again, Ewan, Ewan was a great player. There's no disputing in that, you know what I mean? But he ran up against some of the you know, greatest players in, in, in history, NBA history, to try to get the Knicks a title, man. So, again, um, I'm just talking about from a Knicks perspective, from what I saw. Would the Knicks have been better? If he would have been more of a leader, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But he had his moments when, you know, somebody would do something, you know, he'll get at him. You know what I mean? I'm not mad at Patrick Ewing for that, but he he needed to be more of that dude. You know what I mean? Because when you talk about Patrick Ewing, the first thing that comes to people's minds is that that blown layup. The first thing that comes to people's minds, is that blown layup. Yes. Against the uh, the Indiana Pacers, Reggie Miller. All right? I mean, he did his thing in, in the finals against the Rockets in 94, but it, it came up short. Um, 99, he didn't play in the finals against the Spurs because he was hurt. That's the year we had Latrell Sprewell in them, You know? Um, and then, you know, he had to deal with, you know, Jordan in them that you know they, they, they got the Knicks out of the playoffs four times in those ten years. So it just is what it is, man, with 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 that. But again, Charles Oakley was right. We want to chop it up. We can chop it up. We can talk about it on Twitter or you can call up nine five four two four six zero three nine eight and we could definitely get it popping. All right, this is after further review two point AKA, the sideline pass. Um E S P N is In their infinite wisdom, right? They are uh, moving up the date for the Michael Jordan 10-part retrospective called um, Last Dance. They're moving up. It starts Sunday night. So everybody's going to probably be watching that Sunday night, 9 o'clock ESPN. Um, There's going to be a documentary on the 1997 98 Chicago Bulls season. Um, I mean, it's going to be a behind-the-scenes look, but I'm more concerned and and appreciative of the fact that the younger generation is going to get like a behind-the-scenes view of Michael Jordan and, you know, the Chicago Bulls and how they did what they did. And now you can compare and contrast with LeBron James' of the world and, those guys, you can compare and contrast, you know, and because people like, to you know, they, they like to kind of like diminish Jordan a little bit. And I think as time goes by, that's going to happen. But people are here. They're going to stand on their square and they can say Jordan was the greatest to ever do. it, And I think they're going to see that the work that they put in, it wasn't just all about. You know, doing commercials or making rap videos or nothing like that. It was about you know playing ball and having this you know commitment to win it and getting in, in, in your opponent's head, literally. You know what I mean? And and Jordan, you know, uh, for as much as people like to say Jordan didn't have any competition in his in his um, you know six to get his six rings, I think they full of doodle. They full of doodle. You know why? They played Portland in the finals. Portland had Drexler. They played Phoenix in the finals. Phoenix had Charles Barkley. They played Utah in the finals. They had Carmelone, John Stockton. All right. The Eastern Conference, they went through Ewan in the Knicks, Reggie Miller in the Pacers. Okay, they went through Detroit. They, they did their numbers. So why didn't Jordan play against Hall of Fame great all time players in his quest for those championships. Why not? So that conv- that conversation is moving. Every time I try to bring that conversation up, it gets the boom get quiet. Like, let's chop it up. Let's talk about it, yo. There's a lot of cats out there that be saying stuff, yo. Like, really? But I think that um, you know, the 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 now generation is gonna get to see what it was like. You know, they might have been little at that time and didn't really, you know, get it. But now that they're older and, you know, the, as much as they, you know, try to put on LeBron and take away from Jordan, I think they're going to get a a um, insight of, you know, what the Bulls did, what it took for them to, to do what they needed to do. And, you know, Jordan wasn't going to have anybody slacking or falling behind or falling off. And I think a lot of people kind of, you know, didn't like that, couldn't deal with it. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that for me. You got your six rings. You got you a new uh, a, a new arena. So I, I don't have no problem with that. But I'm looking forward to watching it, man. Um, ESPN. They moved it up. Uh-huh. It was supposed to start in July. <laughs> they moved it up. They ain't playing. All right. Um great show tonight, man. Shout out to my man, Sammy, two times. That's my guy, man. Make sure you check him out. My um, people, man, episode of the Review 2.0, aka the Siren Pass. Actually, we are a network. We are in the building, in the house, doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it well. And what we do is what we do, man. We talk sports live and direct, how we do it. Get at me, man, on Twitter at RM Desk, I'm in the building, man, live and direct. Um, get at me, man. Good, bad, and indifferent. All right. I'm on Facebook after further reviews, the name of the group, and all that good stuff, man. Shout out to my man, Bob James. We're going to talk to y'all next Thursday night. All right. NFL draft. That's going to be really, really dope. And um, shout out to you, man. Hope everybody stays safe. Do what you do. Wash your hands. (laughs) No joke. Wash your hands. All right. This is um, the mayor talking to you right now. Wash your damn hands. All right. coronavirus. Ain't no joke. All right. This is after further review 2.0, aka the Saturday Pass. I am about to be out of here. I will talk to you all next week. Peace.